You're listening to the NASM CPT Podcast with Rick Ritchie, winner of the Share Care Emmy Award for Social Storytelling and the official podcast of the National Academy of Sports Medicine. Hey, y'all, and welcome to the NASM CPT Podcast. My name is Rick Ritchie, and today I want to talk about something that I've been experiencing that you maybe would like to hear about. I lately have been working on opening um, one of my new gyms, and and this is what happens a lot of times. When I post on my Instagram that I've got a new gym opening, opening soon, now we're in our soft opening, we're soon to do our grand opening, and people have really started reaching out a lot and saying, I want to do what you do. <laughs> And it's wonderful. Don't get me wrong. I'm I'm not bothered by it. I'm excited by it. That some people are friends that I've known for a long time. Some people I don't know who they are at all. And they reach out and they're like, I want to open a gym. And usually I kind of go back and forth from being like, you should. That's a great idea. Well, actually, I never say you should. Um I always say, I really love that idea. Make sure that you put together a good business plan and that you're in a place where you see this really working and that it's not something that you just want to do, but it also is something financially viable, right? And then if that's what you want to do and you've got space for it and there's a market for it and you know what to charge for it and you've done the numbers and you're going you're gonna to get money from doing it and you will make money from doing it then you can and probably should do it because it's very exciting. Um, But also got to have that conversation with people about, all right, how much is it? And uh, so I'm going to go through, and I'm not going to explain everything. First of all, these are small gyms that I have in New York City. So uh, I want to first of all point out that maybe, um, and I won't go through the rent necessarily, but I will discuss how much some things kind of cost, right? So I have, uh, in New York, I, I put down a $40,000 security deposit on, on a place, and then I had to pay the first month's rent up front also. All right, so now I've got, I've got $40,000 plus first month's rent, and all the money I'd put aside to open the gym, that is immediately gone and you basically it seems like you have nothing for it now what most things are going to happen is that you've got to have time to build out a gym and so you will get free rent for several months in order for you to do the build out and be able to open so this is very good news for me so the build out did occur and it finally got done and I'm so excited, but now I need to start to explain to you some of the things that that I had that we, my me and my business partner, had to pay for. And and it was it was a lot. It's a lot of money. So within that, uh, I want to point out that there is a lease that was given to us, and then I give that lease to my attorneys, and my attorneys talk to the landlord's attorneys, and they go back and forth, and then they bring that information to me, and then I say, oh, that's a terrible idea. I don't want to do that. And then they go back and the landlord says, oh, well, whether or not you think it's a terrible idea, that's the only way I go forward. And so there's a sticking point. Let's move past it. Let's start to look at some other things. We'll come back to that at the end. When it's all said and done, we spent over $4,000 on attorney's fees. What? And then 
we needed new lighting because the lighting in the space was awful. The, just the purchase of the lights to go up, $10,000. $10,000 and then um, if you have ever seen a gym, they all have the rubber floors. What we do is the rubber flooring and it's got two layers. It's, it's nice. It's got two layers. It's a little speckled. And the reason we get the speckles is because you don't see as much uh, dirt and stuff on it if it's speckled. And we like to keep our places really, really clean. We have a 2,500 square foot facility. And so in order to fill that out, and we do an 18-inch trim around the entire thing so that if somebody leans a, a plate up against the wall, it will actually lean up against the rubber flooring that trims it. Uh, and that rubber flooring, just the rubber flooring for 2,500 square feet. And this isn't to lay it. This is just the purchase of the flooring to have it delivered is uh, $16,000. The lockers, we got 24 lockers. 24 lockers. I don't know if you know this, but they're expensive. Uh, so that cost between the lockers and the freight, by the way, freight is a lot more these days. So all in all, getting the 24 lockers uh, purchased and delivered was $8,300. Uh-huh. So let's, let's go through just a few more things. Um, I had to buy some speakers to go up. So the speakers and the sound system, let's see where, where that is. Speakers and sound system. Oh, this is just for two of the speakers, uh, $600. So there's, there's a lot, there was a lot to be done. The mirrors that went up. So we had mirrors along one wall, just one wall, 2,500 square feet, only on one wall, $8,000. To have purchased the mirrors, have them delivered, to have them installed, which was also good, Eight thousand dollars listen i know that you want to open a gym opening a gym sounds like a really great idea and can you do it for less than what i'm doing it for i hope so but there's a difference and you have to pay attention to this difference one is do you want a gym that is just like for you and maybe your training clients and some buddies or do you want a gym that could be a brand that has an existence beyond, is it a commodity gym? Which is, it's not that nice, but it's got some stuff in it. And yes, I can do the same workout. And my clients can do the same workout at any other gym, at my gym versus at what you do in your garage. And now building out a garage gym is totally different than building out a gym, but this isn't called, how much does it cost to build out a garage gym? First of all, it's gonna cost a fortune to get somebody to pick up all the garbage you have in your garage, but that's about it. Then you can buy some equipment, put it in there, maybe some rubber flooring so you don't crack the foundation of your floor if things get dropped. But it's, it's meaningful to understand. We have toilets. We had to put toilets in. We got two toilets, uh, each of them, and they're nice toilets, but they're over $400 a piece. And I know what you do on a toilet. How nice does it have to be? And yet, and yet, and a couple of cable machines there, which 9,100 bucks for the cable machines that we put in. Y'all, uh, that's not even including the dumbbells and the kettlebells and the racks, which uh, all the squat racks, not including barbells, just the, the squat racks and a few 
accoutrement that go along with it was $9,800. Are you following along? Are you doing the math as I'm talking? Uh, I, I hope only if you are listening to this again for the second or a third time as you're going through and trying to write out how much everything costs based on what I'm talking about. Now, uh, an attorney where you are may not cost as much as my attorneys in, in New York City. They may cost just as much. Um, but we didn't buy this stuff at special New York City places. That makes it really expensive. We, <laughs> it was delivered to New York, some from Florida, some from Ohio, some from Texas, uh, several different places, some from China, I'm sure, that we ordered stuff and it was delivered to us. And the freight, in several instances, when it came to heavy things, the weights, the freight costs just as much as the purchase itself. So be aware what you're getting into. And I'm telling you, there are tens and tens of thousands of other little things that aren't the big ones. Tens and tens of thousands of dollars worth of little things that aren't the big things that you got to think about. And... I just wanted to lay out some of the big things to think about. So as you're kind of mulling over this idea of, I have a really good idea. I think I would be great at owning a gym and it would be something that I really love to do. That's cool. First of all, you need the money to be able to do those things. And secondly, you need to have an effective enough business, a successful enough business that eventually you're going to get paid back. But you ain't going to get paid back fast because you've got to pay rent and you've got to pay insurance for gyms. Did we even talk about that yet? I don't know where it is, somewhere on this list. $2,200 worth of towels that I purchased. $2,200 worth of towels. You're going to do that much dollars worth in laundry in two months. It costs money. I am not trying to dissuade you from doing this. I'm trying to point out that it cost money. And it was all money for my first one that I didn't really have to spend. And so I did it on the cheap. And I, instead of having like, you know, nice weight shelves, I just bought some shelves from Home Depot. And they weren't great, but they still held stuff. But I hadn't created a brand yet. Uh, I had a gym that had stuff in it. It was definitely not a brand. It was just a gym. And if that gym was closer to you and it uh, allowed you a certain amount of money to spend and you could have saved a few bucks, then maybe you showed up to my gym and not the person's gym down the block. But over time, it started shifting into when I could afford it, some of the things that I really wanted. And there were some differences where me opening a place that it was nice, but it wasn't branded. And eventually the gym and the setting and the environment and the layout became a brand. And you know what you're going to get when you go from one to the other. And the costs have exceedingly gone up since that very first one. But what does that mean for you? That means it's possible that you can start and do things on the cheap, but it wasn't cheap when I started. It's still between uh, 
insurance and attorneys and first month's rent and security deposit and mirrors and floor and table and some gym equipment. Uh, it was well over $150,000 for me to open up that first gym. And what stinks is that was the first gym I'd ever opened. So I needed five months security deposit and first month's rent. And for that location uh, in 2014, that meant that before I even opened the doors of the money that I had and the money that I borrowed from the SBA, 60,000 of it disappeared just like that. Now I've got to make that money back. But most, more importantly than that, I've got to not lose money once I do open. And I gave myself a window. I've got to make at least rent by the time I've been open for four months. And it's nice because you lose money every month, but you lose less and less until you're no longer losing money. And you no longer lose. I, I no longer lost money at about six months. Almost every gym that I opened, six months. And then at the six-month mark, I made a few bucks. You know how much few bucks that I needed to make in order to make back what I put into the gym? My point is, y'all, is this what you really want to do? And if you do... Write out what those expenses are going to be. Don't just say, I've got this really good idea, because it may be a terrible idea. It may be a terrible idea for you. It may be great for somebody else to do. But, you know, that's like all those things that my mom would say. She would see something on TV, and then she'd go, I thought of that years ago. I should have done that. Mm, wouldn't have been good for you. It would have been, it's, it was great for this person. At least we perceive it as great. And that's the other thing too. When people create something and they go, oh, that person created this thing and now they're a millionaire. You don't know that. That person created that thing and now they may be a million dollars in the hole and they'll never sell enough units to get out of it. You just think they will because they're selling something to you. You're buying it. Doesn't mean other people are buying it or enough people are buying it. What's the point here? The point is to be well prepared for what it is that you think you want to do because what you think you want to do may not be what you want to do. It may not be what you're willing to sacrifice. You may not have the capacity to even start yet. And so you decide to start. And you get maybe a client. A client's totally into this. They're going to help you out. So the client puts up money. But the client wants equity. Right? Well, that's that's fine. Wanting equity in some instances is better. If the business fails, then you don't have to necessarily pay them back unless it's part of your business arrangement. And if a business does fail and you borrow money, then you still owe that money. So the the, the concerns are huge. And uh, just so you know, the money that I make from the gym, they all go back into the gym. So the profits that I've made throughout multiple gyms that we've built from years, we've built one and the profits go into the next one. So the only thing that the Richie family sees, my family sees, is the, the money I make as a personal trainer, the 
the money that I make when I do, I don't know, like some of my work for NASM, like that, that goes to me. It doesn't go into the businesses. And we still live in a tiny apartment in New York City. We're not balling is what I'm saying. I'm not balling. I'm not making a lot of money. And the business is keeping money and growing. And that's why we're able to expand. And I will not see a profit on the investment for about four years. Is that what you want to do? Is that what you have the patience to do? Do you want to be a gym owner for that long? And maybe you want to put more into a gym. Maybe you listen to this and you're already a gym owner and you're like, man, that's all you spent. <laughs> it's not. Uh, but you may have spent a lot more on your gym than I did. And there's some people out there that can find a lot cheaper ways to do it. I'm just going to build out cubbies. I don't need to buy lockers at 24 for $8,000 or and live close to a place that makes lockers. So I can just go and pick them up and I can save myself $4,000, whatever it is. Can you find ways to do that? Great. And if you cannot, this may not be the pool that you're ready to swim in. Do I want you to open a gym? Man, I would love it. I think it's so exciting. It's been a great experience for me but I've known many gym owners throughout the years who are no longer gym owners. People that have failed in that process. So my, my hope for you is not to scare you off, but it is to shake the reality into you so that you do the work in advance to identify whether or not you can afford to open a gym, whether or not you can keep enough money so that you can stay open long enough. Because I think a lot of people, they go, oh, I got $150,000 to spend on a gym. And then they sign the lease. And so now they only have $100,000 to spend on a gym. And then they build out with a $195,000. They got $5,000 in the bank. And they can't afford to pay rent the next month or two months. And there are more bills coming out and then there's electricity and then there's, you got to pay for your Wi-Fi, and you got to pay for your, your platform booking platforms. And I mean, it just, it's a lot more than I initially thought. And then if you're going to have employees, that's going to be your biggest expense probably than anything else. What you going to do? Um, this is, this is a warning shot. It's a warning shot knowing that yes, is this a dream of yours? Good, lay out that dream as clearly as possible and then identify whether or not that's still a dream. All right, y'all, thanks for listening. Uh, I hope this this helped uh, a lot of you. And if you weren't interested in opening a gym, wow, I bet you aren't now, especially. So <laughs> thanks, for, thanks for listening and just hearing me out going through this process. And, and then applaud people that are around you that have opened a gym that are being successful, that you are there and that you're supporting because it's scary to open a business. It is scary to do something new. It is scary to know that you're taking money and that you're going to buy something and you may never see a return on that investment. And if you borrowed that money and then you have to keep working for years just to pay somebody back or a bank back for the money that you borrowed, when you could have just been training the whole time and kept that money instead of paying somebody back for what was lost. Fear-mongering? Definitely not. Um, reality podcast with uh, a, an eye-opening perspective, that's what I'm hoping for.
All right, y'all. Uh, like, subscribe, share with your fitness friends and family. If you want to, you can reach out to me at dr.rickritchie on Instagram, or you can email me rick.ritchie at nasm.org. Uh, and again, go and leave a five-star review for all this terrible news that I just told you about. Just leave a positive review about the terrible things that you just learned about. Uh, thanks for listening. This has been the NASM CPT Podcast.